0: Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from San Francisco, California. It is Thursday, July 18th. It is the 15-year anniversary of the Entourage pilot debuting on HBO. Very special episode for you guys today. We are taking it back six months in the past. Six months ago, I was sitting on my couch. I was going to start a brand-new Entourage rewatch, probably my fifth or sixth. My wife was in New York City for two weeks, and I decided... Why don't I talk about it every Monday morning with people and you guys responded you've listened you've reached out you've shared you've commented you guys are the best thank you so much for the support that I've received thus far we just finished season two and season three starts again on Monday morning so this episode that I did with the bro Bible founder and creator Brandon Wenner is a little rough the audio quality is not as good the audio clips that I pulled from the show are not as good and there are some programming notes. The first one being that I was a little hard on the show. Uh hand up, I'll totally admit, the first couple episodes of the show, I thought it'd be an interesting segment to talk about what hasn't aged well, and unfortunately, that didn't go over very well. And I'll even admit that after doing it four or five times, I began to realize that it was a little grating. Like, yes, this show took place 15 years ago. People used to talk a different way certain words and certain figures of speech were a little bit more accepted pointing that out week over week just sounds like i'm being grating and annoying so i stopped that midway through season one so just to pre-warn you there's some this hasn't aged well you can't say that shit in this episode so so to anybody who's new to the podcast who's listening to this pilot episode for the first time let me assure you that does not exist anymore We're starting season 3 on Monday morning with Aquamom. We will not have a segment called What Hasn't Aged Well. This is supposed to be a celebration of the show. It's supposed to be a walk down memory lane. And that's exactly what it's going to be from here on out. So, just to clear that up before I start getting a bunch of angry DMs and comments about how I'm shitting all over the show. That's changed. You spoke. I listened. Super excited for our guest on Monday morning. On Monday, I have New York City comedian Pat Monahan on. He goes by Patty Moe on Instagram and Twitter. He performs all over the city of New York, all up and down the East Coast. He has a very popular podcast of his own. Super excited to talk about Mom with him. We had a great conversation. And then buckle up because we have some great live guests for One Day in the Valley, the iconic Entourage episode that everyone regards as being one of the best all time. Thanks to everyone that's been following the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at oh yeah Pod, And thanks to everyone that's reached out to me at JRWillDoIt on Instagram and Twitter. This is the end of our special week of content for the 15-year anniversary. Looking forward to talking to you guys on Monday. Enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Later. Welcome, everybody. My name is J.R. Hitty, and this is the first inaugural episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah.
0: I am so excited to be bringing you... This type of content about this incredible show, we are going to go week after week, every Monday morning, Retap each and every one of Entourage's incredible episodes. I am coming to you live from my studio in San Francisco, California, and I could not be more excited to introduce our guest. Our guest is one of the founding members of BroBible.com. He and I worked together six, seven years ago when I was just a, a young Fresh out of college, writer. Without further ado, Brandon Wenard from Bro Bible. Thank you for joining me, man.
1: Hey, absolutely, man. I am uh, super excited to be here. I am. Uh, I feel like a real pizza boy, uh, <laughs> if you will, as the first first guest on your on your show. That I hope is many many things.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that, and I appreciate you being the first guest. I couldn't have thought of any better guest to have because. I, entourage and bro bible kind of lined up perfectly entourage premiered in 2004 so bro bible you you founded it in 2010 so it came about right at its peak i would think right
1: yeah absolutely so like the bro bible was really conceptualized in 2008 Mm -hmm. 2009 was when it was kind of like a part-time hustle thing and uh, 2010 was the year when we threw all the chips down and went all in on it as a business, uh, really emerged in kind of the New York publishing world in that era, gained a lot of steam with our audience, etc. And Entourage was a huge part of that content-wise. Um, we, you know, we did recaps of the shows at the time and that gained a lot of audience because we were the only people with the exception of like, vulture making fun of Entourage, <laughs> that we're like talking about it in a semi-serious way. Um And, and that, but yet, you know, cheeky and fun. And uh, so we build all this capital around being the authority on Entourage in all these different <laughs> ways, which like, at the time, that was a solid like season five ish of the show. Um, the the I hate to I hate to say it, but the storylines were established as to where it was going. True, uh, but it was still very addictive. Like for you know groups of dudes to get together on Sunday night as appointment TV, and uh, that was just like it was just it felt like our dirt duty and birthright to just recap Entourage uh, and make that bro Bible's you know number one thing
0: you know it's been off the air now for 6 or 7 years and what's almost sad to say but like now all of the those guys who read those retaps and watched those episodes on Sunday night we're all like in our 30s and like stuck in yeah. cubes oh, yeah. now and this is <laughs> this is almost I'm hoping I'm hoping to kind of recreate the Bro Bible retap article in the form of this podcast if you haven't I love yet, it, anyone who's listening, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're going to have awesome guests every single week. Maybe every other week will depend on uh, <laughs> how, how quickly I can get these things up. But we're going to have some awesome guests retapping some of the funnier moments of the episodes. I'm really hoping to take an honest look at this show, Brandon. I mean, because let's be honest, some parts of it have not aged well. It has not aged well at
1: all. Like, it's funny because when the movie came out a couple years ago, uh, I was like, man, Entourage has not aged well. But now, watching it like years
0: removed from the movie, it's even more so like really cringy. Yep. Yep. And I cannot wait to get into it. I cannot wait to talk about the pilot episode of Entourage, which is entitled Entourage. So, since this is the first episode, I'll I'll kind of slowly walk everyone through what what I'm planning on doing, and this is always up to change because this is our first episode, but I want to talk a little bit about the episode, what was going on in the world the day that it aired. I'll give a quick episode synopsis, and then Brandon and I are going to jump into some of our categories. Uh, I'm not going to tease any of the categories yet because I think we have some good ones. The categories will change throughout the weeks. I'm hoping some of the desks bring on categories of their own that I may not have thought of. But so, without further ado, let's just dive in. Brandon, actually, can
1: can can we? Can I ask? Can I? I don't mean to change the structure here. Um, can can I ask you a question? Like, how did you come to Entourage as sure. a
0: person? No, this is great, especially as the you know first episode of this podcast. I, I won't. I don't want to have to repeat this for everyone for the next ninety-six to a hundred episodes, right. but. It's interesting, because I'm a little younger than you, so 2004, I was still in high school, so I wasn't on the Entourage train until the beginning of college, so probably about 2006. I was going on a family vacation to Florida with my family, and I'll I'll be honest, this is like really funny the way it was introduced to me, do you remember season two of The Office when Michael Scott is like making his employees watch Entourage?
1: Yes! Yes! (laughs) Movie Monday started with training videos but we went through those pretty fast. Then we watched a medical video. Since then, it's been half-hour installments of various movies, with the exception of an episode of Entourage, which Michael made us watch six times. Entourage!
0: So, (laughs) I had been watching The Office, like, in real time on NBC, and there's the episode where, like, he talks about watching Entourage, and and I just thought to myself, that sounds like a cool show. So, before I left for my trip to Florida, I went to a Walmart... And I bought season one and two of Entourage on box set DVD. Yes. And I watched, like, most of season one on a portable DVD player flying oh down to Florida. Oh, my gosh. So this, That's is, like, amazing. this is, like, 19-year-old J.R. Hitty, like, fresh-faced. You know, he's a freshman at DePaul University. I'm probably wearing, like, DePaul track and field gear, as I used to do track. And the funniest thing, Brandon, is I sat next to a guy who was, like, 23, backwards hat, total bro. And yeah. as I'm getting off the plane, he turns to me and he goes, keep watching that show. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> man, I will. <laughs> amazing. amazing. Amazing.
1: Also a show that you're watching with a lot of gratuitous nud- yep, nudity yep. on an airplane. <laughs> on a portable DVD
0: player, guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's amazing.
1: So- no, I just like, I wanted to kind of re like, I had uh, probably... Entourage was the very first show I binge watched. Oh yeah, uh, you know, basically consuming um, as much as possible in a solid session, and like it was one of the most kind of unforgettable like bonding experiences with uh, a really solid group of like high school friends uh, because it was the it was two thousand five the summer two thousand five, um, which was a year after the first season came out and uh a buddy of ours we were we were at a friend of mine's house playing poker in the basement and eventually we got bored just like you know drinking drinking basement beers all that you know type of <laughs> yeah. type yeah. of stuff that right like the groups of guys do when they're back together for the summer or whatever and uh so we're hanging out and a buddy of mine was like oh have you guys watched entourage and uh there were like six or seven of us and we were all like, no, he's like, dude, you got to watch, you got to watch. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so there's like eight of us that just gather around this, uh, gather around this, this, my buddy's TV. And this is the, you know, kind of the beginning of on demand, Yeah. um, as well. He had HBO and, uh, the first episode plays and it's like, it was like It was We were all just like mesmerized Like not a You could not hear a pin drop In that basement yeah. Yeah. Um, And we're just like Kind of infatuated by the episode That we're going to talk about today And literally like When it gets to the end Like without an end note Like we're literally like uh, Do we watch You want to watch the next one? <laughs> and uh, and I'm not even joking We were there until 5.30 in the morning That's awesome Like not like just finished the whole season, binged the entire season, and then wow. a couple weeks w- late later, season two came out. Um, so it was like the first time I feel like we just like massively, like mass consumption of you know a show like that, and we're all like, oh yeah, like super broy, you yeah. know, really but, like <laughs> cringy, well, which
0: which the, the bro persona, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hasn't aged well as you well know, but just that bonding experience. You guys, I said this in the intro episode, but like Entourage was porn without it being porn. It was just pure fantasy that you could kind of share with your fellow dudes.
1: Total fantasy. And it's like, and it's, it was like, oh, the lifestyle, but also, you know, we'll get into it, I guess. But, like, yeah. the the interaction between characters is something that everybody, every group of guys can really relate to. Because I literally think that, like, in that moment, we all looked at it and we were like, oh, yeah, we're just like
0: this. Yep. And who, it's like <laughs> – Who's who in our group. Absolutely. <laughs> who's who
1: in our group. Exactly. And we totally, like, did that in that moment uh, after watching, you know, watching the first episode – or first season – and uh, to me, it was, like, after that, I was, like, well, I'm on this roller coaster for the next, like...
0: <laughs> for good.
1: <laughs> yeah, for good. Like, I, I'm on, like, it, you know, I'm not going to miss an episode of the show now, moving forward. So, I just thought that, that though it was, like, really important to touch on because I think that, like, that's an experience that everybody had.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and I think everyone has some sort of similar experience, and I'll even venture because... Let's be honest, entourage is not the one of the best shows of all time, but there is never going to be another show like it that had that type of universal bonding experience in in kind of the infancy of like the you know publisher based internet traffic it was just yep. really fantastic and it makes me sad and it's kind of the reason why I started this whole fucking thing so we'll, well let's see i mean let's let's see how this let's goes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the season one first episode of Entourage, entitled Entourage, aired on Sunday, July eighteenth, two thousand and four. Brandon, I know you're a bit music head. Can you give a ballpark guess as to what the number one song was on the Billboard charts? I feel like was it
1: was it something like Jay Z esque? Like close. was it close? Black album? No, something off close. the Black album? No. Very
0: close because that is the right time period. But the number one song on the Billboard charts was "Hey Ya" by Outkast. So, sure. Ah, there you go. Pretty, pretty obviously, and I feel like that's going to be the number one song for the next, you know, year or so that I'm doing this this podcast. But who knows? On the same night of the Entourage uh, show premiering was the 12th annual ESPY Awards. The best female athlete, as voted on by the uh, SB committee, was Diana Taurasi. And the best male athlete, the best male athlete, get this one, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong? That's me, but I'm a big fan of yours. Really? Yeah, I've been watching the dodgeball tournament on the Ocho. ESPN 8. I just can't get enough of it.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Pre-scandal Lance Armstrong.
0: (laughs) Pre-scandal. We're talking how the show hasn't aged Pre-scandal. The ESPYs haven't <laughs> aged well, apparently, too. No! So.
1: That, it's, why does it feel so perfect that, like, something as self-congratulatory as the ESPYs, yep. like, lines up perfectly with the, historically, with the premiere of something as self-congratulatory as Entourage?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, in this episode, Vincent Chase is hot, young, up-and-coming after living in Hollywood, That evening, he's attending the opening of his latest movie, Head On. His entourage, which consists of his older brother and actor Johnny Drama, Vince's best friend Eric, ATAE, and Turtle, their unofficial driver, discuss whether or not they should attend their high school reunion back in New York City. Vince is reluctant to go, but his buddies urge him to go with him. At the post-premiere party, Vince's agent, Ari Gold, harasses Eric about getting Vince to read the script for a possible new project called Matterhorn. Over breakfast the next morning, Vince says he's not going to do Matterhorn on Eric's advice. The foursome then go to meet with the director, where Vince impresses him so much that Ari calls later on to tell him that they've offered him $4 million for the part. While Turtle and Johnny Drama celebrate, Vince lets Ari know that Eric is not too enthused about the script. So later, Ari and Eric share a very confrontational dinner while while discussing the future of their star's career. After Vince decides to take Eric's advice not to go to the movie, or not to do the movie, the boys leave for their reunion. Before they drive off, however, they did a call with some bad news. Colin Farrell has taken the part. Did I sum that up about right? I mean, did I, did yeah, I miss that's anything? Yeah, that's
1: pretty perfect. It's, I get it, man. Matterhorn is, in Ari's own word, is diehard at die hard at Disneyland.
0: Diehard at Disneyland. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's, the, that's the movie concept that we're working with here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I missed out on some of the celebrity cameos, which we'll get to. I missed out on some yeah. of the, the better back and forth moments. So let's get to our favorite moment of the episode. So Category 1 is going to be our favorite moment from this episode of Entourage. Well, Brandon, what was your favorite moment from the entire pilot episode of Entourage?
1: So the my absolute favorite uh, moment in that in that episode. There's a lot that happens leading up to this, sure. but is the golf is the uh, is the driving range sequence oh, yes. um, when they're on the when they're on top of this house in the Hollywood Hills and uh, it's it's the four of them. Uh, Eric is you know busting Vince's balls about like not um about not reading the script to Matterhorn there's yep. a lot of back and forth but um the the premise of it, it I feel like it was the most genuine part of the entire episode where um the the they're like making fun of drama but like E is being very sincere in looking after Vince's career uh without being too contrived of it and then this is all based around the fact that they're Driving golf balls into other celebrities houses <laughs> like like drama at one point says like he's like he's like oh I'm gonna hit like Pierce Brosnan's or something like that yeah yep. um, he's got the and, Spanish and, tile yeah he's got the Spanish <laughs> tile exactly and it's 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 an absolutely absurd premise to think that like oh maybe, oh this is what celebrities do they they like they don't have any any respect for each
0: other's property that they just drive golf balls into each other's houses I think it did a good job of establishing them as like, oh, we're blue collar guys from Queens. What are we doing out here? Like, exactly. the most fun we could have is just like fucking shit up and and busting each other's balls. I, I I totally agree. That's that's a that's a fantastic moment. Mine is a little different, and mine I think you'll understand, especially as you've seen. Uh, the entirety of the show, and I would hope that most people listening aren't listening to this podcast episode by episode wondering what happens next. We are going to be spoiling things that happen later on in later episodes, but my favorite moment is the very first walking and talking scene that the group has, which kind of became a staple of later episodes, but the scene is when they go to Warner Brothers to meet with the director of Matterhorn, and they don't even actually have the meeting, like, on screen, but there's just a scene where they pull the Hummer up and they get out, and they walked and they talked. And as they're busting balls, the one and only executive producer, you know, uh, the guy who this whole entire show is inspired off of, Mark Wahlberg walks by with the original entourage.
1: Quick decisions, that's why you're a star, Vince. Yeah, do what you gotta do, but I don't pick up dog shit. it's the wrecking crew. Oh hey, God. Turtle, Yo, I hooked you up with my friend,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. That shit ain't free. Pay him his fucking money. Come on, you know I'm good for it. Yama, let's see it up, man. It really kind of encapsulated the f- good feeling of watching these guys interact, and it seemed very natural. Later on, some of their walking and talking scenes don't, but this right. was like the first introduction to that, and I really liked it.
1: So my favorite part about that scene where they, uh, where the the first walking se- sequence where they, they go past Marky Mark and, and the OG entourage uh, is that like, Mark Mark Wahlberg's Entourage, the way that they look at kind of the new gang with this, like, scowl is hilarious. They're super motley. And the thing that, like, also blows my mind is that, like, the world of Entourage is relatively like a young man's game. But Mark Wahlberg's, like, crew is old. They are old as fuck. They're, like, <laughs> and. And, like, they're super motley, like, look like they're in their 40s, late 40s, reaching their 50s. And it's kind of funny to think that these guys were, like, running Hollywood, like, this place where, you know, youthful, being youth, youthful energy is, is very much so celebrated. No, but uh, that, it's
0: it's so indicative of, like, what the show Entourage is, which is they were just in Marky Mark's orbit the whole time. And yep. the fallout was from that was incredible. So I've actually got the the real names of the uh, actual entourage up. So Kevin Connelly, E, his, his equivalent was uh, also named E. His name's Eric Weinstein. He's kind of the heavy set dude who turns and looks back uh, at the crew. Johnny Drama is Johnny Alves, Alves. Who uh, was I guess people mistakenly think that that's supposed to be Donnie Wahlberg and it's not. It's just one right, of right. Wahlberg's older friends from the neighborhood and then was, famously, go ahead.
1: was he in like uh, was he in any
0: sort of like soap operas or like was he a failed actor? I think he's a failed actor. Yeah, I, I was taking a look at their IMDb's and and nothing stood out at me whatsoever. So I, I think he was in a in a few things. The uh, the turtle character who has since passed away passed away like. Ten years ago, yeah, um, yeah. It, was, it was named Donkey, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> right. to Turtle, but he's in the scene as well. He yeah. died shortly after uh, shooting this. Isn't that crazy? That's,
1: that's 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 what's absolutely wild. Is that like the Turtle character? Yeah, Donkey. Like he passed away just like a year after the show came out. Like that's insane. So you know, more or less, like the entire Turtle character is create evolves into way beyond what uh what his ultimately donkey's legacy was uh, which is very very real and morbid
0: (laughs) so let's get on from favorite moment to our least favorite moment of the episode what was your least favorite moment of the whole 30 minutes
1: so i absolutely hate despise uh the i have like a love-hate relationship with it but like the red carpet scene into the party scene Interesting. Is so so like the red carpet at first is like great, you know, eminent front is playing, it's uh-huh. like super hypey. Yeah. but then the like party scene itself, it's the way that they frame it as cool is like yeah. so disingenuous to what those events are actually like. They're yeah. like miserable. Nobody wants to be at them. Yeah. Like no one's really like hamming it up or like chatting and, and you know uh, meeting meeting women, if you will, like like they are in that situation. Like, yeah, there's just they like it... young
0: girls hanging around waiting to get picked yeah, up by the crew. Exactly. And it, that doesn't, it doesn't it line makes, up.
1: And and like like these these like premiere events are super lame. They're they're yeah. not as fun and like sexy as the show like makes it seem like, which I get is part of the fantasy, etc. Um, but that scene where like E, who is uh brand new to Hollywood um and is like bossing Vince around of what to do. There's this part where he's like where he's like, oh go talk to you know the guy that financed the film. Yeah. Like whatever. And it's like, dude, E, you don't know <laughs> you barely <laughs> know your ass from your, Yeah, you don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know your ass from your elbows. Like and you're like in this situation trying to play
0: like power broker. Um I don't know. That scene
1: that's scene drove me
0: crazy. Okay. That's interesting. I, I I have I have no real qualms with that scene. I, I wouldn't say that there's, like, like a my least favorite, like, scene. I would say that my least favorite moment is, let's let's fast forward to when E and Ari are having their kind of power dinner at, I think it's at Koi. Yes. I, I honestly yep. don't Koi. know place. Yep, at 730 Koi. at Koi. That's right. And Ari goes into who he's currently fucking which goes against, like, the rest of his character development Exactly. For the rest of the show. Now, I realize with pilots, this was probably filmed a whole year before the rest of the first season was filmed. It was like a character flaw they wrote in and then immediately quashed. But he's like, ask me who I'm fucking. Ask me who I'm fucking. Irina Korova, the SI's swimsuit right. cover model. It just really plays badly. And, and Jeremy Piven at the time, like, he's balding and he just, I guess he's, they're trying to make him into more of a scumbad agent role. In this first episode, it just doesn't land, given how much of a family man he is the rest of the show.
1: It's it's terrible. Like E actually says in that in that uh, exchange, he's like, you know, Ari says, "Ask me who I'm fucking," and E says, Mrs. Ari."
0: Yeah. And then wife? it's
1: like not even not even like a sk- like they don't even skip a beat until he yeah. says Arena. <laughs> like I know.
0: <laughs> no, and I mean, believe me, I'm sure there are going to be even weirder moments throughout the next ninety six episodes. I'm gonna ooh ooh ooh, but that's just the first of what is soon to be many. Favorite, uh, what's your favorite line from this episode?
1: So, uh, my favorite line actually is from, uh, from that exact scene, uh, where, where Ari goes from after Ari goes from scumbag mode, he goes into the like power player flex agent, you know, (laughs) that he, that he becomes over the, over the sequence of of, of the whole show where, uh, where he goes,
0: I resent this. I don't have dinner people like you i don't do it i don't do this Hugh jackman calls me up and goes hey all right listen love the script but i gotta run it past my pizza boy i've been doing this for 15 years okay what the hell do you know
1: and he's like <laughs> chomping his teeth yeah. um to me it's like it's it's so genuine because he's that's where he goes full full dickhead
0: Oh, uh, absolutely!
1: And, and and he just absolutely talks talks turtle or sorry talks E. Down as Pizza Boy. Uh, he goes through the sequence of well, if I was opening a pizzeria, like <laughs> we could be in business together. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have dinner with people like you. And it's like to me that it was it was that it's that perfect pearl of assholeness uh, Oh, perfect! That's super super memorable.
0: Well, and that's what kind of elevated him as one of the most memorable characters from the show overall was those types of rants and moments and this is just kind of your first glimpse of it which no yeah it made me very happy inside to see that like side of him come out so early I personally almost chose another line from that scene which is enjoy your dinner the sati sucks which is a little bit I don't know it, it, he says it in a bit of a douchey tone but my my absolute favorite and I, and I had trouble trying to determine which one Uh, which one of Turtle's lines from this episode was good. Turtle has some incredible lines. And Turtle, at the beginning of this show, isn't a very well-fleshed-out character, but this next line I'm about to say is kind of indicative of Turtle as a whole for season one. E says to him... Could you get laid without Vince? That's the question. And Turtle goes, do I give a fuck? That's the answer. And really, that's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) That's perfect. Turtle's not, in the first couple seasons, Turtle's not out for anything except to get laid and smoke weed. And there's something about that. Every crew has a guy like that. That
1: is uh, absolutely like turtle turtle Tur- turtle basically sum like is summarizing what it is to just be a leech on somebody else's yeah. fame and work with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and just fully embracing it, which I love cuz you know, drama's doing his I want to be an actor thing and he's doing his I want to be a manager thing. So there's definitely a little something, you know, <laughs> like a little bit of childlike wonder in that, you know? Like hey, he's just speaking speaking the truth. <laughs>
1: absolutely was that when they were at the pool when they like after the premiere party when they came back to the pool or was it the breakfast the next day
0: it was no it was at the premiere party it was at the premiere that, party gotcha, when, gotcha. when turtle comes up to him and says something 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 this girl wants to meet vince and he goes did you get laid vince that's the question also another gold bronze medalist for right after the pool party breakfast the next morning turtle does Oh, my draw was great. I had to first, second, juggle the speed pads. And next thing you know, she's telling me how her uncle used to watch her shower. It's just throwaway <laughs> line, and it's really fucked up. But it's just that kind of fucked up funniness that, like, just n- makes me eat this show up. So, Entourage is. Not only known for its celebrity cameos, but it's also known for its pretty incredible musical soundtrack. I do remember having on like my iPod shuffle just like a playlist that was called Entourage. So every episode, we're gonna talk about our favorite song that's played throughout the episode. So Brandon, I know you're a big music guy. You know, a big fan of Fish. What what type? What song jumped out at you the most from this episode?
1: So I have two. Uh, I can't can't narrow it down. but they're like they get me so hyped up uh one i i just referenced uh was eminent front uh the who when they're walking in on the on the red carpet man you can put that song into like any seek anything like that that song has been applied to so many sequences like that but it always has the exact same like the exact same uh, internal reaction, if you will, yeah. like where you're just like, oh yeah, like I wanna do that. Like that's yep. badass. Um, so the Eminent Front red carpet sequence to me is amazing. And then uh, I have to say it just because um, in that point of time, it was like the biggest thing ever. Like when uh, Lucifer comes yeah. on, you know, <laughs> just like end credits, Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, you know, look,
0: jay Z's a black album, but arguably one of the top five hip hop albums of all time.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, Jay-Z's king of the world at that moment. And it's like, you know, there's the, there's the end note and just straight into Lucifer. Um, you know, that was like culturally at the time, I think. I think that, like, that's something that, like, was like, whoa, like, this yeah. is a ride.
0: And it started know? this tradition of, like, you waiting for the end credits scene to be like, what? And they in and, and later seasons, they would just drop brand new songs yep. over the end credits. Like, I remember yep. Kanye West's Good Life. That was the first time anyone yep. had heard it because it was, like, in the finale of, we'll get to it, obviously, <laughs> in a it, couple months. but yeah. That uh, was
1: the uh, the the plane episode where they took the plane, plane episode. Gone. Yes,
0: maybe we'll <laughs> right. have you back for that one. Is that that's yeah. an incredible episode? Because... It's a
1: crazy episode. Oh, you yes. want to hitch a ride? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I
0: I chose Eminent Front and Lucifer as well. Party. Special runner up consideration only because it's just such like. Underrated good hip hop song is "Ooh" by De La Soul and Redman. It's when they're Ooh, driving yeah. the Warners. It's just one of these songs when I hear it, it takes me way back. And it's it's not over a particularly like important part of the episode, but you know what I think I'm gonna do, and and you know what, check out at my social media feeds for this, but I am gonna create like a, a Spotify playlist with all of the uh, our, our personal favorites from Entourage that people can follow. So. You you also mentioned
1: uh, Hey Ya, and Hey Heya does make an entrance.
0: It does. Or it, it is does. in that in the episode. It does, but I don't. When when is it? It's like in it's the. It's bad,
1: man. It's a, it's
0: it's party music at the after party for no, the movie. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that and doesn't it's work. So bad. Okay, let's um let's move on to uh, a category that's going to be fun to do every week, but I think for the pilot episode specifically, it's going to be pretty obvious, and that is best yeah. and worst celebrity cameo. So yep, I think yep. I can speak on both of our parts. When the best cameo was Wahlberg in the original easily, soundtrack. easily, 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 and his subsequent cameos throughout the show just get like better and better because oh yeah, they're always kind of unexpected. He kind of just like rounds the corner and is like, oh, what's up? <laughs> I remember in some later episode, he's like, oh Lord, what's up? It's the B Squad. And in my head, I'm like, "What a like a baller thing to say to like the movie, you know the the film actors that are like recreating your life."
1: Right. Incredible. The guy who just did a movie with James Cameron.
0: Yep. One hundred percent. There's yep. still
1: he's still the B squad.
0: <laughs> yeah. So and and I think we know who the worst celebrity cameo was. I mean. I- Ali La- Lauder was terrible. terrible. That was
1: my number one. Terrible. Like, is that? Yeah. I hope that was your number one too. That was
0: my number. <laughs> there was, I mean, there's really no other celebrities, but yeah. It. I mean, the scene, she like comes up, she confronts Eric, she acts like she knows the guys. It's very much like let's take a hot Hollywood actress that's popular right now and just like shove her into our show.
1: There was no reason at all for her nope. to like. Obviously, it establishes like that she had a relationship with Vince at some point, um, and, you know, obviously it went south, but, like, with, like, the fact that she's crazy, batshit crazy ex-girlfriend in that situation is so out of the blue and makes no sense at all.
0: Some fun facts about Allie Larder at this time in 2004. She had just been in Legally Blonde, Jay and Silent Bob strike back, but her biggest credit up until that point, and I think... From that point on, was as clear rivers and final destination and final destination two. I don't remember her outside of anything else, and she's, I think, uh, extinct at this point in the world. <laughs> well, she, isn't she married? To, she's married to Carson Daly, right?
1: That's what I, had I feel no, like. I have no idea. I'm pretty idea. sure she's married to Carson Daly. Like, th- I should. Please fact check me, like on that I before will. before posting. But like the the I'm I'm almost positive that, and I feel like I know that because uh, I remember researching this um, for a Bro Bible recap way back in the day. I'd be like, uh-huh. oh wow, she's married to Carson Daly. All right, cool. Like, and you know, Carson Daly's on the Today Show now. I was gonna like I that. was gonna say
0: she so she doesn't need to work. She's rolling in that no, late late no. late show money in the yeah.
1: Exactly, she's got Absolutely. she's got
0: Carson Daily money these days. Yeah, so that's the worst celebrity tan. So what? This kind of is along the lines of our our least favorite moment. But what hasn't aged well of the Entourage pilot?
1: Oh my gosh, there's so much. Like <laughs> I like I don't know. I'm gonna start with like a really really a uh, benign um, launching point for it, where the the opening sequence of the show. Um, is this like shot of West Hollywood? Uh-huh. Um, pass, pass the credits. The shot of West Hollywood where like there are all these um, girls in, like that are trying to look like Paris Hilton and Britney yeah. Spears back in yep. the day in like spaghetti tops and like tube tops and everything like that. Turtle rolls in in his Hummer, his yellow Hummer H <laughs> two, um, and then this is all. And then he walks into a lunch. Um and the thing that fascinates me about this lunch is that like it's it's the four of them in a very crowded restaurant and uh they're just like crushing beers, like <laughs> noon beers, like on a Wednesday, like at like a Hollywood power lunch, which like no one does that. Like I no. live in Los Angeles, like I've yeah. I've I've had lunches at all at a couple of these places like you don't go there and just crush beers. In the no, middle of the day. everybody has a kombucha so and a salad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's like the most taboo thing possible. But they're like just crushing Bud Heavies uh, while they're yeah, like the talking night about of his what's premiere. Go- <laughs> yeah, on the night of his premiere, like in the day, in the like day, yeah. so. Like that's that to me was so funny because a it's very contrived yeah. uh, and just totally not realistic at all but be like it's trying to sell that like super broy fantasy of like yes. oh yeah when I'm a movie star I'm just like crushing beers that like on a Wednesday like of my premiere with my buddies you know don't really have to work <laughs> like,
0: i can't wait till we get to like season 5 when they spent the entire season drinking budweiser selects oh my gosh scene. exactly
1: the selects <laughs> oh the worst product placement of all time um, no, but like that 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 sequence to me, you know, of 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 asking a very big question of what has not aged well yeah. from something that came out in two thousand four, uh, you know, fourteen years later now, um, we like that to me was really funny because like I don't think that that if you were to remake a a, a entourage in two thousand eighteen, like that dynamic would just not exist like 100%. in 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 amongst i don't know the jake Pollers of the world or something like that you know
0: (laughs) what's going to be interesting about these about talking about this show episode by episode is the complete and utter uh non-factor that social media is which is fantastic i think which is what makes the show kind of a time capsule for this weird time when people were famous for being stars at something
1: Exactly. There weren't people that
0: were famous for just being hot on social media. And so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting this, to talk about this week after week and see if it's really apparent. Because it's already apparent. I'm like, all these guys are on their flip phones and, like, actually talking to each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing, too, that obviously just, like, doesn't age well, and I feel like it's, like, we kind of have to address it, is, like, the very blatant, like... Yeah. sexism. <laughs> yep. And yep. Like, sexism, homophobia and racism. Yeah. Like it's it's impossible to ignore it in a in the lens of which we you know view the world today. Yeah. I,
0: know. And, I know. a and lot like, of I'm I'm cringing at all the lines I'm going to have to read from about Ari talking to Lloyd and yeah, there's uh-huh. a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, it's 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 funny because like I think that it also just shows uh And that's the great thing about, you know, talking about it now is that it shows the evolution of where comedy has gone since then, you know, Um, because I think people think that these things live in a, you know, in a vacuum, if you will. But like, like entertainment and culture evolves. It just like keeps steamrolling on. And I think when you look back on it, you're kind of like, okay, like I probably maybe like. You know, Barack Obama said Entourage was his favorite show. That's right. Like, the president of the United States that. said that yeah. Said that Entourage was his favorite show. And then you watch the pilot episode and you're like, wait, the president said that? Yeah. Like, you know, Obama said that? And you're yeah. kind of like... You're kind of like, oh, like I get it. Like things just evolve, you know. You liked the
0: I Heart talk bumper sticker on the Hummer at the <laughs> right. end of the
1: show, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like you know junior high level like yeah. pranks like yeah. and stuff like that. So I just feel like I had to throw it out because you can't like really talk about Entourage without also talking about Entourage.
0: Absolutely, you know? absolutely. <laughs> So every week we're also going to have an award for the worst new character in the show, and we're going to call it the Dom Award, which, uh, inside joke for people who have seen the show, you know, Dom, their friend from back home who shows up in a couple seasons, is quite possibly one of the worst television characters of all time. But since this is the pilot, I guess they all are new characters, but Brandon, did you have someone you wanted to submit for the Dom Award for Worst New I Character? I do,
1: because it was just as glaring to me 14, 15 years ago, whatever, <laughs> as it is to me in rewatching it, is that, like, uh, Eric's little, like, bitch assness, like, yeah. <laughs> really comes out in the first episode.
0: Yeah, It really does. It, it really, really does. comes out. And, and, like, it, yeah,
1: it's just it, little things, like, how he's constantly, like, nah, I'm going to the high school reunion. Nah, like, uh, the way he's talking about his, like, talking about his ex. Yeah. Uh, when he gets whiny about the Vince Vaughn stump. Like, Kristen, Kristen like, gave Vince Vaughn a handjob or whatever.
0: Like, <laughs> and Something he starts that to, age like, well. oh. Something that doesn't <laughs> yeah. age well is, like, Vince Vaughn being a sex figure. <laughs> no, I totally agree. his E's bitchiness fluctuates throughout the show. Every once in a while, he'd have an episode where, oh man, E's really looking out for his best friend. Another episode, you'd like, oh man, E's being like, kind of the most sniveling, whiny little brat on the planet. <laughs> so we're, every week, we're also going to talk about who won the episode. Now, let's be honest, every episode, Vince wins the episode because he's an A-list movie star and the whole show revolves around him. So Vince is most of the time going to be exempt from this this category but so brandon who in your opinion who won the episode besides vince
1: uh ari when he informs everybody that colin Fa- colin uh, farrell took the took the lead in matterhorn that's right after all the all the all the kind of back and forth
0: yeah the moment he, he says it he slams the phone shut and he screams fuck you into the phone it's like a very it's an alpha moment but yeah he did win he told them he told them Yep, passing up a hit is just as hurtful as passing on a bomb. So,
1: and or and I mean, you know, it sets up uh, for whatever the next next project is. But uh, you know, Kevin kind of seems like Kevin doesn't really know what he's doing. So that's right. You
0: know, that's right. E, sorry. E, that's right. So (laughs) I'm honestly going to vote E for having won the episode. Now I know you'll probably disagree with me because he is kind of a sniveling little coward the whole time. But. Throughout this episode, he's giving Vince advice, and Vince kind of brings him on board as his unofficial manager. In the scene where they're on the couch smoking pot, he basically says, like, no, I want you to make all my decisions for me, and he agrees. So knowing what we know now, you know, the RT Tates where he basically becomes Vince's right-hand man, this is the beginning of that, so I'm going to give him the award almost ceremoniously, not because I want to.
1: I, I Hey, he won the job in that moment, That's I right. guess. That's right. Like
0: that's that's we're celebrating. All right, speed round really quick. Our favorite Johnny drama moments. Oh,
1: for me, easy. Uh, when he says, "I was on Blue," and uh, <laughs> and Turtle says, "I didn't know you were on NYPD Blue," and he says, "Nah, Pacific Blue," <laughs> <laughs> which Just was like the, f- most, the most, the most, the worst USA like cop yeah. show yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, the, the amount of times he does that same joke where he, like, is like, oh, when I was on Melrose Place, but he was, like, on the, the you know, second version of Melrose Place. Or he, just, he has all these, like, things that he's taught himself up as to having been this huge star, and he never was. It's hysterical. Mine is a small moment, but him trying to get out of the limo at the premiere before Vince does, and he having to be <laughs> like, drama, why don't you let Vince <laughs> get out of the car first? perfect that's it's perfect
1: and then vince like talks about vince vince plays good good little brother and all that and you
0: know says he steals the movie (laughs) oh totally um every every week let's talk about was this an a-list episode a b-list episode or a d-list episode basically you know gold silver or last place i mean i think we know the answer but
1: Easily, easily a list. Easily a list.
0: It it, it you, know, you, you hit the ground running with the show. You immediately did a good idea as to all the dynamics. It was unlike anything we'd seen before, as you mentioned before, Brandon. I think we're in agreement. A list episode, uh, can't beat it. Can't beat it as a pilot episode, to be honest. It it had a big head. <laughs> it had a big big head. So uh, let's 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 go over what some of the critics said about the episode, though. So the Hollywood Reporter liked Entourage, and they said if there is a weakness in Entourage, it may be that its principles are so unremittingly hedonistic and narcissistic that it's nearly impossible to tear about them. But that feeling passes quickly, since the show is just such good, nasty fun. It entertainingly captures the suffocating egocentricism bred by a seductive Hollywood culture that transforms nobodies into somebodies without bothering to tell them that their titit is only a day pass. And watch for this to be Jeremy Piven's breakout role, his Agent Ari is a creation of slimeball wonder. That hits it pretty much on the head for that, me.
1: That's basically the whole, that's amazing that they they basically summarized the show. In, I know. After one episode. I know. It, 96 episodes later, it's still the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, this premiered July 14th. This was, you know, The Hollywood Reporter, July 15th, so... Conversely, Variety, almost ironically too, because Variety's always kind of like the bad guy in the, in the show, Variety didn't have as high of an opinion. They said, Taking a date at Hollywood requires a nuanced touch, a blend of the familiar with the surreal, or else you're stuck with one lawn inside joke. At its worst, Entourage doesn't even manage that. It's about these four guys, one's a budding star from Queens, New York, maneuvering their way through Hollywood, which just feels like the fantasy of a guy from Queens, New York imagining what life in LA would be like as a rap video. I I I get it. I get why they would think that, but I I don't see it. I don't see yep. it. Yep. We can disagree no. with Variety from back in 2004. They they're not listening.
1: <laughs> they uh they seem very bitter about, you know, because I I guess they didn't understand that, you know, uh 20-year-olds at um, the University of Wisconsin yep, yep. Um, would en- would enjoy that you know partaking in that type of dudeish fantasy.
0: Well, it's also because Variety is like the you know it's like the it's like the school newspaper for cool kids in LA, right. and yeah. they're they you're absolutely right. They don't have the foresight to see that like not everyone lives in LA and knows what this is like.
1: Right. It's it's actually you know it's actually quite boring to be honest like yeah. yeah that's the funny thing about you know showbiz and 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 hollywood and you know i'm not gonna ever pretend like that's the world that i'm in on, on a day-to-day basis even as an Angelino. um <laughs> but like but but like you know it's it's just pretty normal pretty normal life like it is anywhere else and a business just like the oil and gas businesses um but like business nonetheless no matter
0: what everyone a business nonetheless exactly
1: everybody has to do their job it's not like it's not like you know the guy that's uh a grip or best boy on you know some amazing uh amazing superhero movie is living his best life he's just going to work and doing what he has to do so same thing for the actors you know
0: yeah absolutely I I'm I'm so excited to 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 go on this journey with 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 you, the listeners. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, Brandon. Thank you for joining me. Where can the good people follow you, watch you? Uh,
1: Twitter is probably the best. It, I'm uh, at Brandon Wennerd, W E N E R D, and uh, yeah, I love talking about entourage on there. If not that, um, I run the Bro Bible Instagram account um, pretty regularly. That's my voice. There was actually. A time last summer where I posted something like twelve Entourage (laughs) memes in a row uh, that were just varying levels of, you know, being being funny, uh, but it resonated really hard. So, if you want the occasional Entourage meme reference showing up in your feed on Instagram, please follow the Bro Bible Instagram. Uh, Please be much inclined for that.
0: And please follow the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast, Instagram, and Twitter. Both of their handles are at Oh Yeah Pod. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at JRWillDoIt. This has been the inaugural episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. Brandon, thank you so much for coming. We'd love to have you back. And everyone, just remember, I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope you know what you're doing, <laughs> Pizza Boy. I hope you know what you're doing. I love it.